Hey, gang. For those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much i can do that That's raise your right hand and say i swear on the lord jesus christ i'm not fucking roman well say i swear on the lord jesus christ i'm not fucking roman okay I, I really think that uh, that was a confession that she's fucking on. <laughs> How? She mentioned the charity. Well, hey, I start that charity. Jesus, just uh, where's that end? What? Hey, I'm she, starting a foundation. That means that she's screwing the guy. No, no, no. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, but she's mentioned him a hundred times before. So why is this the announcement? Because okay, a charity. When you go into a charity with one person, that's almost like making a baby. Um, Robin, the 34, I think, should go up to 44 on the narcissistic chart because I can't exactly remember what Howard said. And she goes, oh, thank God for people like that. And she was completely referring to herself. <laughs> John Hine, big wrap-up show yesterday. I heard Robin on the wrap-up show with her. Guatemala, 15 Foundation. I, you know what? I'm resenting the 15 Foundation. Why I feel, are you resenting it? I don't know. It's too much 15 Foundation on the air. Everyone's afraid of you around here, from what I can tell. Because oh, people are like, it. I go, so don't give any money. And they go, oh, no, I better give money. The bigger issue here, even beyond today, is that Robin's Charity's totally taken over the office. Whether it's on air, where she's slipping in charity stuff into the news, whether it's Sal and Richard, whether it's me looking up contacts, whether it's her... Uh, assistant that's just dropped in the middle of the office when no one knows who she is and she's in and out of Tim's office. It is, I, there's more charity work going on here now than radio work. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, the big deal took up an hour on the wrap up well, show. You know what? I said I didn't want to get into this conversation. Goodbye, Jason. Well, Jason, I don't say. I, I do. I think I, I put I my. I said I don't want to have this conversation. She's upset. Okay. I want to talk to you about it. You know what? I, I, I just have to respectfully quit this job right. because I'm just a torturer to everyone here. I'm a miserable cunt who doesn't even say good morning, apparently. And what are we supposed to be talking about? You're getting, you're, listen, he I'm wants done. more from I'm you. I'm done. You're not I'm done. done. You wouldn't I'm leave. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we were having a great time. It was a good evening. Yeah, and then I got something some bad information happened. information that really rocked me, and it just fucked my weekend. I could guess what it is, but I'm not going to. I think I probably figured it out. Really? So, uh, yeah. Somebody betray you? It felt like a betrayal, yeah. Good afternoon, evening, or morning, wherever you are, QFers. I'm Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore, and with me is Sam. How's hey, you. Hey, you fucking QFers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to, I don't remember what part of, I think it's part seven of the 15 Foundation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I'm, if I am. <laughs> the never-ending failure. <laughs> 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 just, I wanted to pre- now. First of all, I'm going to tell you guys we we where we le- when we left off, um, she Robin had announced on April 14th of 2010 that she was being honored, um, like 
sometime during the end of the month. So Howard, so he must have done 20 minutes on, oh, honor me. And he did that long winded, like imitating her being speaking like Trudy Styler. It was good for like, you know, 10 five minutes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was good for five minutes, but he knows how to make something unfunny very fast. Big time. And so so <laughs> you're going to unfortunately get more of that at some point, but not today. I don't believe. Yeah. Go you ahead. know what it you know what it's like when a kid does something funny once, but then they realize a parent thinks it's funny and they keep doing it. It's not funny anymore. Some and things they, can and, be. Go ahead. But but they keep repeating it. It's like they don't realize that, okay, it was funny the first time. The the bit's over. They, okay. they keep dragging Agreed. it on. Like, yeah. like singing happy birthday multiple times and like, hey, yeah. we're doing it again. Well, okay. Look, I could, I could listen to Jackie reading Robin's book in that voice pretty much any time and laugh at it. Well, that's different because you're going to have different interpretations of the reading and the text is going to be different. And mm-hmm. his, the way he does it and the text and her reaction <laughs> is also going to be different. So depending on the day, yeah, there's different variables with that. So okay, that's why it's better. Okay, well, either way, go, guys, don't if you if you weren't didn't get enough of Howard doing that fucking bit, you're going to get more of it, but just not today. And I also want to add that the only reason you're not hearing about her vegetation stuff at this time is because it's not dis, it's not distinctly charity related. There's a lot of stuff with her and the, throughout the whole year, and her with Tim Sabian, and we get to a little of that, but we wanted to keep it as close to just charity stuff uh, as as possible. Otherwise, this thing's going to be twenty parts. I know you're all dying for that knowledge to save your own lives. <laughs> exactly. So the next clip is from 415, April 15th, 415.10, it's, and it's called Robin's Getting Pushy with Charities. So now the blowback's becoming coming in earnest. And this is before the summer. You know, you're getting towards summer. There's not as much because they're on replays. And I think for sure there was some back office thing. Like either he went to her or somebody told her, look, this has to stop. We can't. This this nonstop charity shit is it's over the top. Plus, I think she started having people coming in the back office that were bothering the actual show. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Dr. Ronnie or like whoever, somebody, but somebody related to Robin that Assistance. was fucking up. Yes. <laughs> 15 foundation assistants. So here we go, guys. You know, this email, like uh, this morning, I'm coming to work. I was in a perfectly good mood. I get an email that pissed me the fuck off. And then it's like I'm reading this thing and I'm like, oh, now I'm angry. I don't even want to be here. I want to be home writing a, a, a return email. Oh. What? <laughs> a reply. Wait a minute. I want to be home writing a return email because nobody writes emails at work. Right, guys? <laughs> I need to be at home in my in my cocoon yeah, addressing my cu- you. Yeah, my cubicle of death and lucky charms. I need to be in my bubble. You get irritating things. Why do people irritate? I was listening to me and you on the playback when we were talking about your charity work. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was. Yeah. A friend of mine said, "Well, he was giving it to you pretty good today." <laughs> Look. He was giving it to you pretty good. So she was laughing through. If you guys will recall and go back, please. I've made a playlist now. So uh, Breakdowns, 15 Foundation, the NPD stuff all have playlists on our channels, guys. You're welcome. Um, the She was laughing through the whole mockery. But she, you and I both 
figured out like we don't we couldn't figure out is she upset is she covering it that she's upset because her laugh can mean many things well first of all she is the one who mocked herself Mm -hmm. so she put herself in this position by mocking the entire thing she was late she was late to her Guatemala thing. She didn't take it seriously. Her juicy sandals, everything else. So <laughs> this is her own doing. fault. Her yeah. own bloggery of this was a joke. And mm-hmm. then she laughed about it. So when she then gaslights and turns this around and says, oh, you really handed it to me. I'm doing something serious. No, you're not. What are you so talking you- about? So do you think it was someone like a whoever, Simona Dinnerstein, who said, why do you let him fuck on you and your charity work? Well, no, this is my question to you. Who listens to the show? This is what I what, what I'm wondering. Did right. she did somebody really say something to her like, oh, he was really giving it to you? Or do you think she pulled someone aside and said, let me have you listen to this and tell me what you think? Um, I'd say it could be, it could be both. It could be even in this situation, both like someone calling her up from the charity, let's say, or someone, uh, I don't know, Captain Dennis, let's say, and said, you know what, you're, you're, well, I don't know why you're getting insulted about this stuff. Like why, why you're trying to do something serious, not, not wanting to tell her, you know what, you deserve this because you don't know anything of what you're doing and it's all about you. Because I don't think anybody that in that circle would listen to the show personally. So what I think it is, is either Brendan listens to the show and is a Mm -hmm. fan of the show and is the one who brought this up Mm -hmm. and said, you're looking like an imbecile and they're really hammering you. So you need to flip the script or she did get that from Brendan and said, no, you're being crazy. And then said, Hey, can you listen to this for me after he got in her ear? Well, here's the situation. We like because Brendan comes in and out of this whole saga. You don't like early on. You hear you. You've heard him literally in the studio. Then you've um, he heard about the events and you talk about him peripherally. Like I've, we saw him at such and such dinner. But then eventually you don't you hear don't hear anything about him except for little hushed tones and some rumors and stuff. But he's wanting to protect his grift investment, then it makes perfect sense for him to say, listen, we're trying to do something serious. Tell him to stop fucking on it in whatever way you can. So you might be right. So that, by the way, for anybody who's not up to date, we're talking about Brendan Murphy, Mm -hmm. the uh, art grifter who's a part of this. (laughs) Absolutely. You see, you're in a weird area. I am? You're in that area where, like, you're doing charity work, but... You, you're getting honored, and what an honoring is, you probably aren't even aware of this, but an honoring means you better fucking give us your Rolodex and get your friends <laughs> to pony up a bunch of money. That's what an honoring is. Well, we, we made some stipulations beforehand. They didn't listen. They didn't? No, we've all been contacted. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Yeah. Now, and that, he's right. He's right about that. And honoring, but he, that it, it's not typically of a, uh, it's not typically typically good of a charity to go after people like like um, Scientologists or fucking you know uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and knock on your door and ask for donations, like you know, in getting in your space. Um, typically, what it is, if you're getting honored at the Friars Club or some kind of gala, you do it under the auspices of, okay, if. 
you put the money, the money goes towards, you know, this charity or that charity. That makes perfect sense. But they absolutely at those places all want your fucking numbers. It's true. So they can, you know, give more people opportunities to evade taxes and and whatever. Yep. And schmooze as well. Now, here's another like example of a grifting honoring. Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin was honored at NYU after Mm -hmm. he paid $50,000 to the Tift school um, through NYU because guess who didn't finish her graduate degree? <laughs> you told me this. <laughs> Laughed dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the fake Spanish mammy, Ilaria. Yeah. Hillary Baldwin, Hillary Thomas. So they didn't want anyone to find out she didn't finish graduating. So who donated $50,000 and got some honoring? And then all of a sudden, they were the ones being honored. Alec wow. and Ilaria. Wow. As graduates. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> if you, well, I mean, you pay for a degree. You could pay for an honoring. Either way, you're getting some kind of degree, whether it's an honorary one or one you but actually it's work a, you, for. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what Howard is saying is exactly right. Yeah. And so and now you can imagine everybody in the back office getting a call, uh, you know, all these people that don't really want to have anything to do with it. And this and thinking they're putting it at arm's length. They do only so much. But now you're getting contacted. You go fuck off. <laughs> well, I told them they could send invitations, but they couldn't. See, I do not do that. Or solicit. I will not allow anyone to contact my friends asking for money. The only time but you've never done a charity <clears throat> thing. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only when you're. <laughs> Only only when you're holding puppies and kittens. <laughs> she just outed him. You never done a charity thing. <laughs> now, this is years before he donates to Sloan Kettering, guys. We're talking about, you know, in this particular context, we know he hasn't given anything to anybody. He says he has said he's given to charity, but he's never. She, I think she's talking about he's never organized a charity. Which for how long he's been famous and how much money he makes, think about that. You, th- he supposedly he's given to Boston University or uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's the remedial way of finding school. Out. <laughs> no, I mean like the school of broadcasting or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, not not thirteenth grade. <laughs> no, not thirteenth, not high school. I, I I do charity. I give charity. I give, but I like to also it's important to let people know about certain things. I mean, the yeah, news lets people know about all the rotten things that are happening. But you're coming down with a bunch of charities all in a row where a lot of people are donating to everything. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to think this through. No, people should think it through. No. <laughs> you don't <laughs> Didn't he just didn't he just sound like Ray? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very this is a tense situation. Big time. <laughs> but listen, your friends are going to pony up because they love you and they respect you, but they, they're they grumbling behind your back. <laughs> Who else now? Somebody else came um. forward? <laughs> you know, that must have been like Bowie going, another fucking charity boff? Do I have to get dressed up for this again? Well, it is like just this immense amount of what? Like... There's like we said, there's no real rhyme or reason. Yeah, you can be benefited salads to death. and smoothies Absolutely. and yeah. movies and running and 
What? <laughs> it's funny. Just before we started recording, Sam and I were talking a little bit about you know Christmas shopping and 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 charity. Ch- charity be, people feel more charitable, I think, around the holiday season than I think any other time of year. Um, it depends on the person's situation. But, but, but Fillmore and I were talking about charities we donate to regularly. Yeah, yeah. And so the idea is like you have to be kind of steadfast in your own in your own life and not get taken in by basically having too big of a heart because you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. You want to be able to give what you normally are able to, but you shouldn't be hurting yourself. And I have a feeling some of the people on the staff are like, if I, if I don't donate, isn't this like telling the boss fuck off because Robin Howard, what's the difference? You know, none, none really. I mean, in a, in a certain way, like, okay, they're both, you know, higher ups. We don't report to Robin necessarily, but how do I know she's not going to Howard and complaining about me? That kind of thing. What's my work life going to be like for the next year? (laughs) Completely. Yeah. This is dragging. Our discussion yesterday dragged out more people. <laughs> well, you got to understand, you're, you're you're the lady with the Girl Scout cookies making and you have kids and you're making everyone in the block buy Girl Scout cookies. That everyone- is totally reasonable, by the way. Like if yeah, you if you are somebody at work that you work with, a Girl Scout cookie box is ten dollars. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. That would be something that everybody could participate in and be fine with because that's normal, reasonable, and okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but the other thing is... dinner at a table <laughs> and dress up, waste an evening, I mean... Yeah. That's unreasonable. You're not. Yeah. In that case, you're not only going going out of pocket, you're wasting your time, not wasting your time. Let's be honest, but it might be a waste of your time, uh, but you're taking your time, the effort, the money, and you've got a tra- the transportation. And then you've got like, you know, you may have other work you're putting aside to do this event to honor your fucking coworker who's actually got way more money than you'll ever have, perhaps. And you get a delicious grasshopper out of it. I mean, hello. <laughs> the other thing is, if you buy a box of Girl Scout cookies and you give it to charity, you're coming away with the box of Girl Scout cookies. What are you coming yeah, away that, with at Robbins? That is a reward. <laughs> a doggy bag of crushed fucking frozen, crushed, you know, fried cockroaches. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Oh, anyway, it just it just I've seen I've 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 had been asked to participate in things like this and I've always said no. I'll say I'll give to charity, but I'm not wasting my fucking time going to some dinner that I know is going to be shit because I and hate you, those things. You're all you're doing is listening to speech after speech after speech and you have to go golf clap and go, "Oh yeah, this is great." And you're thinking the whole time, "Where's the nearest exit?" Oh, uh, pandering, pandering. <laughs> exactly. And then you know and you know, too, that at those events, even though they don't want to be there, the people, when they do show up, even though it's a lose-lose, because even when they do show up, the people who ask them to be there and will be mad if they're not there, like Robin, mm-hmm. when yep. they do show up, they treat them like second-class citizens and embarrassments. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. If you get any FaceTime with them to begin with, which you won't. Like, oh, be, oh. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for coming. And then, she, oh, sh- sh- <laughs> yeah, she's like a maitre d' with the case of the runs. <laughs> like you just, you're not going to get your order. It's afraid of you around here, from what I can tell. Oh, people are like, it. I go, so don't give any money. And they go, oh no, I better give money. And then I go, oh, I know what you mean. I better give money too. Then <laughs> they scare you. They scare me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, I thought you were letting me off the hook because. 
I had heard you were being honored in some way. Mm -hmm. And you never sent me anything. You never <laughs> gave me anything about it. And I said, you know what? I respect this woman. <laughs> she knows I get fucking bombarded with shit. Every, every, every dad must get 10 charity things. Yeah, everybody, you know, they hear. Uh, and you ignore every single one. So what yeah. difference does it make? So don't yeah, exactly. ignore this one. You get 10 million charity things and you ignore them all. Yeah. So what's the difference? And the other thing is, if he doesn't want to do anything for Robin, he doesn't have to. He knows that. She knows that. Treat them like the spam that you normally do. Exactly. <laughs> I have zero charity. I give to charity, so forget it. It's like the fucking floodgates are open. Of course. And, you know, there are certain charities that mean something to me. And some, you know, and I... I Name them. We're waiting. I'm sorry. Echo? <laughs> w wigs for transients? What? No. <laughs> One-eyed one -eyed cats? <laughs> Scarfs for days? And I give to them. And that's it. That's the way it's always going to be. <laughs> Transsexual post-op therapy. <laughs> Could you just picture him like anorexia? <laughs> Someone Love mostly it. I can't remember who it was. Rockstar scarfs for snowmans. What is it? Was it Cindy Marie who posted that shot of, of Beth with the latest cat and the clavicle? Like the whole oh. again, it, it was one of the most disturbing selfies I've ever seen. Well, this is what it's a it's not it's disturbing for us, but for anorexics, this is called a humble brag. So yeah. these these things actually they like this stuff. So they look at this as like, oh, my God, look at how skinny I am. Look at how depleted and bony I am. And so it's a humble brag for them. So they're looking at this as like, look at my bones and my ligaments <laughs> you listen. and my if she, they if you like would, this. You would it's invite a humble Beth brag. To, you would invite Beth to a party and have her walk around with nachos on one side of her neck and the dip on the other side of her neck. That's how deep the fucking gap is from the bones, the tissue to, you know. Oh, the, yeah. You could put queso and guacamole on each side and you'd be totally fine. And, and you wouldn't spill you any could of put, You could put the friggin' Tostitos on top of her head and who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> this is a demented party party platter. <laughs> she could be at the next Bill's home opener. <laughs> Go Bill's. It's the same group every year. Mm. It's the cancer. Uh, it's the this. It's the that. You know, whatever it is. So, you know, listen. It's the cancer, whatever. <laughs> the cancer. <laughs> Those cancer fucks. What? Who? What, what do you whatever. want from me? Whatever. <laughs> you know, your wife, Fillmore. Whatever. Exactly, yeah. Once yeah. you go down that slippery slope, though, where nice. you got to, you know, hit up some friends, that's a whole fucking deal. I see they're all afraid of you. I don't know who these people are. Oh, so my afraid. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then they go, you know, well, it's great that she likes it, Charity, but I got to pay for it. <laughs> They go, meaning he's had he's had conversations. It's not just him. Usually it's him riffing off of what he thinks and what he's projecting. But I guarantee you somebody, most likely Bowie, went to him and, and had this out with him. Oh, on yeah. Behalf, Many... Like on behalf of Jason, you know, Will, whoever else, Tracy. This has been a bubble that has been. This is a water balloon 
that has mm-hmm. been filling to the point of exploding like picture mm-hmm. a water tower yeah <laughs> like that's a water balloon that's gonna yeah. burst all over the town yeah absolutely and <laughs> all these <laughs> worker bees trying to keep it plugged <laughs> the levee's gonna bust you're right and so it, it's it's i find it amazing that they they didn't feel like okay we sh- we should do this we should feel all great about this because every single one of them knows it's not about the fucking charity that's the main kicker it's not because they don't have the money which they may not and most likely don't it's not because they don't have the time which they're very busy i'm quite certain except Bowie, who's you know got plenty of time to sleep at his office and it's not because uh, they don't want to help it's because they they know it's a grift bullshit that's the key well, isn't it it's it's everything. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. Bowie does have a young family at the time. He probably yeah. has kids in school. And let me say another thing. It is also that they know it's a bullshit. But Howard, the way he's framing this is also feckless because he's putting this as uh, me, mm-hmm. me. This is what you're doing to me. See mm-hmm. how he's framing this? Oh, he's sure. not framing this as look People at what you're doing. He's saying this, though, like he's adding like people are coming to me now. But okay. he's also saying, I get these emails. Um, I thought I was going to get out of this. He's a multi-millionaire 10 times over. So he's griping on how hard this is for him. OK. But he should be really saying, you know, if I'm feeling this way. Imagine what you're doing to these workers. He's being super feckless about how he's presenting the argument because he's afraid of Robin because he's a feckless tool. Okay, point taken. But do you think that in addition to it being all about him, Ed, uh, and he doesn't want to have to get, you know, tapped for these charities that people are still also coming to him anyway in the back office? He's afraid of Robin. He's afraid of Robin. I know, but do you think that he's also still getting the word from other people? Like, I'm certain that's happening. Oh, I'm certain he's getting it from other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing certain like, people, it, are complaining, I, people are complaining to him. Boss, can you get her off the fucking track? I'm, I'm certain not only is, are people complaining to him, I'm certain he's complaining to other people because it's yeah. steering his show into a yeah. direction that he doesn't like. The that's news... Right was 90% Robin charity. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And so I bet you if he didn't, he's enough of a pussy to not have to tell Robin because she, he'd be afraid of her wrath. But I could see him going to the news department privately and saying, no more news coverage about Robin's charities at one point. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> and I'm like, well, look. Oh, my. So Robin says you don't have to give, but I know what you mean. I know. Yeah, I'm giving. <laughs> We're paying see? for black kids to make money. I know you. I'm giving. But see see how he's couching this? He's so, yeah. such a pussy. Such yeah, a complete. reckless pussy. Right. So that's why when you think about all these bullshit exchanges over the years, like I got on the phone with Jay Leno and I called him a, a this and that. I called him a, an, an a-hole and all these things. You're an effing a-hole. It never happened. He's he's not a confrontation. He's, he, he, had to, he was going to go fight Lloyd Grove, a guy he tried to get, claim was a pussy, and like a fag, and goes, oh, you know, uh, you know, you said this thing about me that I don't remember. Beth had to hold me back. Yeah. Hold the co- back. Yeah. <laughs> the, the door cl- was wide open. The nacho dip clavicle held you back. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that 
at the end of the day, yeah, he's always been non-confrontational, even if he is conceal and carry, you know, he's got a permit and whatnot. He is not going to um, confront her because he can't deal with bad feeling if it's directed at him and he can't avoid it. And Robin would be the kind of person, even though she's also non-confrontational, I think she could blow up at him if she was pushed enough. Robin will be confrontational 1,000% if she is not in an environment that's not conducive to Robin. Mm-hmm. He, on the other hand, is going to complain to someone else about something. He's never going to be direct. Right. Unless it's on the air and he can, you know, shout someone down or pot their volume down. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, what was that one line? Uh, I can't remember. I think uh, Deborah brought it up on one of the Patreon episodes where Bowie just kind of out, out and out said, fire me, fire me now on the air. And he goes, no, don't tell me to fire. I, don't say that. I, don't say that to me, Gary. Uh, yeah, he goes, fire me now. And he, he, right. kinda, he put it on him at one so that Gary at one point had enough balls to say, no, you're a pussy. You're not going to do any of this shit. You'll get someone else to do your, your dirty work for you. And that's always that, been his M.O. Yep. Laura. Um, you know, <laughs> Ralph, whoever the fuck else, Don Buckwald's got to do his hold his hand for him all through all these deals. Ralph? Now, mind you, mind you guys, an agent that's an agent's job, I understand, but not everybody in show business has an agent like Jay Leno. He dealt with everything himself. He never, I don't think he, he never had a manager. He did well, uh, when he Hel- got rid of Helen, Helen Kushnick. Yeah. When he got rid of her, he dealt with everything himself. He just said, fuck it. Yeah. Amazing. Movies. <laughs> it's not just black kids. See, and I don't think you care that much about black kids making movies. I what think, are you talking about? I, I think you can't. like being honored. No. When have I been honored before? Do I go around being honored? This is a new area, I have to say. <laughs> but I'm afraid this might get out of control. No, no, no. Are you going to be honored again next year by somebody? No. Yeah, I say you are. Oh. You like it. Here we go. You like being honored. I do not. <laughs> he's right, and she knows he's right. I do give him credit for this, and but as opposed to what Beth being honored for North Shore Animal League every year, Absolutely. or him being honored for North Shore Animal League, <laughs> the greatest hair. Well, I mean, award. what's the what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, it's two narcissists. Yeah, two narcissists scra- scra- scraping at each other's backs and drawing like the same kind of typo blood. It's um. Yeah, I love I love when they uh, go after each other because it is like a cat fight every fucking time. It's like a passive aggressive cat fight. And it all uh, and it, the saddest part is is who loses is actual people who are in need and yeah. actual charities that do need help. Yeah, and then and, and we could, we just have yeah. these two petty bitches. <laughs> it's just like fucking gross. It is Ugh. gross, but and also the idea when you get into this fucking clip, I can't remember if it's this one or the next one where she says these movies have uh, – some of these movies the kids are making cost $200,000. 200. Kevin Smith made clerks on like 16 millimeter film for – I don't know. He maxed out his credit cards for twenty five grand or something. It does not it's cost 200000 to make a film even in 2010. This is where oh. your charity money you – can you imagine people going, I donated this and that's what you guys are spending it on? Unbelievable. Uh, now, this is a stupid argument. <laughs> you do like being honored. Because I don't even think, I mean, I don't know anything about this charity and I wrote a check for it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's, <just> great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> just here, take the money and fuck off, <laughs> which is what a lot of people do with charity. I have to say, 
Uh, but if they know enough about the charity, they could explain it if if pushed. He doesn't have a fucking clue because he doesn't want to know. Well, yeah, that's partially his fault. Yeah. Very sweet. You know, because of you. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. But well, that's very sweet of you. But I don't I'm just telling you what I do. I never ask people to donate. The only time I've ever like people said we want to get your wedding gift. So I said, well, if you want <laughs> buy a calendar, you cheap fucks. <laughs> I never ask people to donate. <laughs> He wanted people to buy his book, which turn comes again. He wanted his own staff members to buy a copy so he could push up the numbers. <laughs> what a prick. This is... Unbelievable. To don't give me a gift. Donate to charity if you want to. Here's a charity if you're going to make a contribution. But no, no way I'm giving anybody my Rolodex. Well, uh, all I have to say is this. Go ahead. That it's okay to learn something. And that's all an invitation does. It alerts you that there's something out there. And Man. that's why I do it. You don't have to do anything. I think heightened awareness is a beautiful thing. Okay. Well, okay. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what would he be heightenedly aware about then? And then black kids are making movies. We got right. that. Yeah. And then say he didn't donate. What would your work life be like? Um, it would be, he would be fucking Robin would have a conniption. Well, I don't know. Would she or would she just be passive aggressive in certain other aspects of the job? Oh, she would lose her fucking mind. You think so? Because Yes. Because it's it's not like it's unheard of. Like she's we've we've heard her snap on the air many times, and she's about to in about a month's time when she tells when everybody on the she knows hunt. enough about him and knows what they've been through and got him through yeah. the controversies. Oh yeah, he's not going to donate to this. Give me a break. If he didn't okay. donate to this, no. So do you think at some points she's used that leverage to get? certain things i mean there's only so far he'll bend and break but do you think she's uh, is water wet no i'm serious because uh, you know like she could she can use this card for now till the end of his career Fillmore. there is no end to this card and she has the secrets well there's no yeah. end to it i don't know so, if i were her i would have used it 20 years ago to get all the money i could and then fuck off from the job Nah, she's playing it smart. She's got no end to the card. There's no time when she, when you have leverage, you can use the leverage from now until the end of time. He's still got his career going. So yeah, and I can pull and the card at any time. Maybe she she's going to have another charity. Maybe there's going to be another cancer treatment she needs. Maybe she needs something else in her career coming down the pike. You never know. But when it does happen to come up that Robin needs something, Guess what's going to happen? That leverage card will be pulled. And when it does come up, she will pull it and he will give it because ta-da, she's got the secrets. Well, I will say this, that he is deathly afraid of any of the staff, especially somebody like Robin, releasing a tell-all when he's gone or when he, when they're, if they're gone. So him not being able to control certain individuals, like Stuttering John, he couldn't do anything about, the only thing they could do was vet the book and make sure there was stuff in there that wasn't litigious or, you know, outright bullshit. But he wouldn't still does not want that book out there on the market. I'm sure it pained him that Stuttering John did release this book and people did buy it and did pass around the information about him and Don being complete pricks. 
Oh, yeah. So, and I, it's not. And because it did get out there and mm-hmm. he wasn't sued, it's true. Because if it yes. wasn't, it couldn't have gotten out there. L- L- Howard is, if anything, super litigious. Mm-hmm. So he had either like audio evidence or, you know, like examples of the show or he had, you know, letters, emails, whatever it was that could back him up. And they had to make sure that everything was provable. And that's why he couldn't, you know, go after John uh, for a number of reasons. Um, But that's one of the main reasons. Yep. Unfortunately, because John is such an unarticulate fucking drunk, he can't present his material in such a way that's convincing or at least, you know, believable yeah to make think- people want to make people want to understand what a maniacal um maniac howard is to make yeah. people want to buy and understand what a terrible person he is and how horrible he is i yeah, guess he- it's just it's really sad because just just even understanding that listen everything i'm saying is true and these are the reasons and he would have sued me if it wasn't true Mm-hmm. You could present these facts in such a way that sounds so logical and pragmatic and understanding, but John just comes off so, uh, I don't know, unhinged. Yeah, the book, I, I, re- I mean, like I read it years ago and uh, got the, you know, had a chance to message him about it and even talk to him when we were still at the old place briefly. But the problem was it was so disorganized. He could have had two or three times the book just talking about Howard, ex- other examples of him being like a shithead. But it was just because it's John. He's not a writer. He's not a he's not an editor. He's not anything. He's a you know, he failed upwards for such a amount, long amount of time that he at least I give him the balls for releasing something. It's just it would have been so much more effective had he made it longer, more detailed and more organized in a, in a you know, more given it to someone who knows what they're doing. Basically, I'm not even saying the writing so much. I'm saying how he presented it when he was talking about it. Oh, for sure. I'm saying like his promo was crap because he had the same stories. Right. You, know, he, you know, he made me. He said I should abort my child. Like, yes. Yeah. It, yes. We, yes. We know. We heard it in the other 10 interviews, John. Right. Like you should have these arguments that we're having about yeah. here's why this is important. And yes. here is why it's honest and truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead so, of these. Yeah. So he's like I said, she, she, he's definitely she's got that in her back pocket. But you'd think everybody does except. But she, she he her especially because of her, her how close she was to him at one point, And especially in the early years with Bowie, you know, Sal, Richard, Fred, even Fred, maybe he might be a little worried about, too. But uh, if Fred does, it'll be a posthumous thing. I don't think Fred will be around and no one's going to breed Fred's book except the fucking denizens of the Reddit and what stuff, you know, in us, maybe. Well, if it's juicy, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, no, we have to do something. But you know what else other people are saying is that you're the hero in this, but we really are the heroes because we give the money. So it's not fair. You're getting all the attention <laughs> and uh, we give all the money for you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get honored. But meanwhile, we should be honored, too, since we're paying up. Well, maybe well, someday you will be honored. I he hit the nail on the head. We're giving the money. You're taking the credit. That's the entire that's the entire 
argument. That's the 15 Foundation in a nutshell. You give us the money. We'll take the credit for the donations, donate it somewhere, and on the way, take our own little fucking Finsky out. We'll take a little C-note here and there for our expenses. It's getting the word out about your charity. So no wonder people are fucking up in arms. And again, it's for the reasons you talked about, but also the reasons that legitimately are solid, like they just don't want to give to her fucking bullshit charity on that level alone should have been enough. I don't want to give to, I just don't want to give to your charity. It just doesn't seem kosher. Yep. I want to be honored. Well, then maybe you won't be honored, but somebody will offer. So anyway, I thought Robin got me off the hook. Like I got no invitation. Everyone said to me, Robin's having an honoring minimum $500 <laughs> I don't a give person. Your name. Minimum $500 a person. Holy fuck. Well, that's like a fucking week's pay for these fucks. Oh, Jesus. To people? Minimum $500 a person. I say, guess what, assholes? Robin respects me so much. <laughs> she's not hitting me up for anything. I haven't even been invited, and I appreciate Robin for that. <laughs> and guess what happened? About three, no, about a week ago, Robin walks up to me. She goes, here's an envelope. <laughs> she got me. Here's an envelope. I want you to see what I'm up to. That's when I went home and opened up the... It took me two days to open the envelope. I got home. <laughs> I believe that. Getting things done. <laughs> totally. I opened it up and there was pictures of black people. Just one big picture of like six black kids. But not like African black kids. Did it put him in like a fetal position? Did it bring, bring back nightmares? Oh my God. Did he think he was going through his Roosevelt? Your yeah, black? Did he think exactly. he was... Does he think he was invited to a reunion? Maybe. No, they're right here. They're like regular black kids, like I see <laughs> all the time right on the street. As opposed to what? Not regular black kids? I'm sorry. What? Was and that? In, and, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I won't touch that. Oh, well, I will. <laughs> St stuff that in your fucking backpack, Sonny Hostin. Yeah, exactly. And they're all standing there in a bunch. And I said, hmm. This is interesting. I wonder what's going on here. Oh, we know what God. you think is going on. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Whoopi, care to tune in? You know, you know, these kids look pretty well off. They had on these big winter coats. I mean, uh, look they like they could afford a coat. They had coat. Oh, Jesus, they're well off. They have winter coats. Oh, my fucking Lord. Is that the metric? If you have a winter coat, you're well off. Uh, Jesus, everybody I, I know is a millionaire. <laughs> I, I can't believe that he just said that. Does he know what? how? I mean, I see I see wealthy people in my area. There's like a Salvation Army box. They like haul winter coats into like the it's like a big dumpster. Sure. And they literally lift open the lid and throw winter coats into them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because we have because guess what happens, Howard? Kids grow out of coats. Yeah. And we don't much. have any use for them. Right, so they can't be. They're not necessarily going to be hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're not rich. They're mm -hmm. hand-me-downs, most it's, likely. If it's funny. they're poor, <laughs> my my wife is one of. I told you she's got a lot of siblings, and uh, and she's she is an Irish triplet, pretty much. Um, her one sister is about like a year and 
three months older and one other sister is literally a year and a month younger. So between the three of them, they were almost like twins or triplets. And, but the problem was my wife is so short. Like if I, if I'm five, four, she's four, 11, something like that. And she could never wear anybody else's clothes because her arms and legs were so much shorter than everybody else. So she did. She said that was the one good thing. I had to get my own stuff. I had to get my own clothes because it couldn't fit in anybody else's. Oh, that's cute. I, yeah. I, by the way, I don't buy any new clothes. I buy all of my clothes secondhand. I go to a website, Poshmark. I nickel and dime everybody for my clothes on a website and I buy every single thing I own secondhand. You think I'm stupid enough to pay for my things full price? No. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You saw the spackle picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was recently on the Facebook page. And I said, I don't know if Sam has the stomach for this one. Beth posted on her Instagram a picture of, I said to Raven, it looks like she took, a cat was in the process of shitting. She took it by the paws and started whirling it around the room to spray the shit in such a pattern. And I don't know what she's feeding the cat, like Pop Rocks or something? I I just think she's a drug addict and she just doesn't, I don't know if she has any help anymore in the house and this is what happens. Yep. Just nuts. Anyway, guys, back to the 15 Foundation. (laughs) So I said, well, these are not naked Africans. (laughs) Yeah, at least. Some of them were even a little. God forbid. Too well done. Too well done. Yeah, like they look like that designer. I don't know designer from anything, but they were all standing there. And so, you know, I, I looked at it and it turned out it was some sort of charity. I couldn't figure out what it was. Because it required reading, I suppose. Didn't even say that these kids were making movies. And I got to admit, I mean, I probably never would give money so black people can make movies. But, you know, it's probably low on my priorities, but I'll do it for Robin. But some of these people around here, they don't even want the black people making movies. (laughs) It's funny. It's it's he's got to make it about black every single fucking time. Like, why don't you say, I just don't think the charity that gets kids to make movies is worth my time. It's got to be black kids. Well, Howard, maybe. If you took a second to think about it and Robin took a second to better explain it. Maybe the people in the community were facing a lot of gang violence or something, or maybe their educational system was pretty much crap since the public school education in New York eh, is pretty much crap. And this wonderful charity was offering them a way out and giving them a creative outlet to do something with their life that was going to uplift them and give them connections to a better life. But unfortunately, Robin's a dullard who can't explain that. So she just sent you an invitation with black people with winter coats, which I guess offended you. So, you know. But but then he said at least they weren't naked Africans. Like Africans are there. That's a country. Africa, of course. Um, Because at least we can't because we can't can't give to that either. Because God forbid we give to African people who are (laughs) naked. And starving, too, because we can't give to that either. What an asshole. Jesus Christ. What a piece of shit all around. Yeah. All around asshole. Can we send him? 
not. I mean, we send him just. I just. I just. You want to spam? You want to spam seventeen Squabble Lane with a couple like bogus charity things? I just. I. I. I just can't believe what a piece of shit he is. Like, can we get activists who are involved with any of this? You know, any of these social movements? Can we get them to go to seventeen Squabble Lane? Anybody instead of. You know what you're doing, hollering around in the streets. Let's just go to Squabble Lane. Go get your activism on at 17 Squabble Lane. I mean, that sounds like a good place. You know, he seems to need some education. Yeah. He's confused. He seems very confused. <laughs> Howard, he's, yep, med- he's confused Howard, about coats and Africans. Howard, are you interested on eBay? The first, first, first edition, first issue of the Watchtower, mid condition. Do anything. I have a charity I'm working on. It's so young Filipino children can become wine sommeliers. <laughs> Benji joke. <laughs> he would never use a word like sommeliers. <laughs> it's sommelier, by the way, you fucking idiot. Anyway. I was just going to say that word isn't even a word. <laughs> sommeliers. <laughs> sommeliers. <laughs> Look, I'm, he's an on, he's an on He loves wine. He drinks it. He drinks. It, he swirls it around his mouth, and he he gargles it, and he uh, swishes it, and then he takes. He smells the cork, and he lets it breathe. Um, even though you know he's a he's a sommelier, um, <laughs> he makes it sound like messenger. <laughs> yeah, who's sommelier? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> there is a charity that takes inner city kids and teaches them to be chefs. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm for that. <laughs> That's your charity. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy, but I'm telling you, you got to be careful with this stuff. I don't have to be you, careful. You have a lot of charity work coming up, which means pony up. I mean, <laughs> he's not worried about her burning herself out. He's worried about having to donate more. <laughs> you do? You've got this uh, new one, uh, Hampton something? No, 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 no. Uh, I said Beach. that the 15 Foundation may be doing an event in the Hamptons. You do. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Robin Quivers takes Miami. <laughs> she gets a 15 Foundation newsletter. <laughs> Cover art by Brendan Murphy. <laughs> Produced by Brendan Murphy. Delivered by Brendan Murphy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh. Tell you, you give more charity to these wealthy communities than anyone I know. I don't give to the wealthy communities. I take from the wealthy <laughs> communities see. for other communities. Yeah, right. You're a real fucking Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> She's fry. Howard is fryer cuck. <laughs> I don't know. But you know your friends are the only ones who are going to pony up. No one else's. So you got to be aware of that. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm hearing rumblings, and I got to tell you about it because they, they come to me, and I'm sick of it. I'm not allowing it. Go to Robin. <laughs> you're not allowing <clears throat> what? To, you're yeah, not... for people to come. Ralph is made Marion. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be customer service and get all the complaints. Yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm I'm the one who gets all the complaints, and I'm like, well, you know, 
I'm in the same boat. Robin handed me the envelope a couple of days ago. What, what, what did I do? Oh, I'm just saying. Well. That sounds like Ross again to me. <laughs> that did sound like Ross, didn't it? <laughs> Gary was a little freaked out, too, I think. Gary? So he's naming everybody in the back office. There won't be a single person unnamed who's uh, eventually complained about this. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> this, is how a, this is how a feckless piece of shit <laughs> this, <laughs> this is how a feckless pussy decides to confront someone. <laughs> you have to get out of charity. You throw a bunch of bodies in front of you. Ta-da! <laughs> he's just he's just like Martin Sheen in the dead zone when he holds that baby in front of the shooter. <laughs> Between <laughs> Crazy. Could you imagine him in a war? <laughs> <laughs> he'd be diving on bodies. He'd be piling under bodies like that guy in Platoon. Yeah, because Gary's on the board of LifeBeat, but yes. he doesn't go to any of us and ask for money. But I give to uh, LifeBeat every that's year. That's different. That's something you're into. I don't give to LifeBeat on purpose. I give because of Gary. You give because oh, of Gary, so right? That's such a <laughs> on purpose. What? what Wait a <laughs> What an honorable thing. I don't get, what a righteous thing to do, Howard. I don't give to light feet on purpose. Fuck those AIDS-ridden people who need help in HIV medication. Well, if he was a Boy Scout, would he have a merit badge for uncharitable fuckhead? I do it on, on my word because I don't give to things that I'm asked for. Good for me. Yeah, I'm not freaked out. I just said I understand, you know, that it, it's very difficult. Yeah, but you, you even say you don't uh, ask anybody for any money from the show. Yeah, but I'm not freaked out. I'm saying that mm -hmm. that a lot of times people will lean on you when you're on a charity and they're like, hey, you listen, do you know how many times people say, you know, insinuate, like I could just go to you guys and get all the money? Right. And I'm like, that it just doesn't happen that Here's way. Here's the, what <laughs> doesn't happen because they're tight-fisted assholes. <laughs> but that's sad. Wait, what part of it? It's sad that Gary has an actual charity that's, you know, a reputable charity it that is he can't depend on them for a nickel. But yet Robin has this grift-tacular charity and now she's depending on these people and depending on the minions and the like who don't even have the means to do it mm -hmm. to support yeah, but the, but it's but it's under, but it's under the threat of some kind of retaliation if they don't. That's what the, what their big fear is. It's not even that they can't do it or they don't have the money or the time. It's that God, they're afraid of her. So Gary just realized, okay, yes, they real they think that Howard and Robin donate to this in excessive amounts. They don't. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. maybe Robin might or Fred might, but Howard doesn't. Mm -hmm. But Gary's leveraged his name to such a degree where he probably gets a lot of donations from other people. And he's marketed himself in a way where he probably gets some, you know, substantial amount of donations. Sure. Right. Yep. And it's and it's a good charity and it's been proven to be a decent charity that has been long lasting and yeah. has done substantial good throughout time, right? Mm -hmm. Robin, yeah, on so. the other hand, has a charity that has not proven shit. No. That has not had a name, that has not 
have a leg to stand on and is asking for a substantial amount of economic, you know, income to, to, and it's just crazy to me that she is asking for all of this bank with no, with no leg to stand on. Well, yeah, or two legs that are really too fat to fucking balance on. Now, here's the thing. And uh, she, shame on those guys. Shame on Bowie, especially, who doesn't have the sack to just say, I can't do it. I can't do it this time. When I'm able to do it, I'll do it and fear, not have to fear like some kind of, um, some kind of uh, backlash from her. You know, or, it, that may that may last months or a year because she's a narcissist and they don't forget and they use every fucking slight against them like some kind of stockpiled ammo. But you have to stick up for yourself sometimes. And this is one of those times. Right. And he is in a way right now. How hard is it to say to finish this argument that he's making? You're right. I don't ask anything from you guys. Mm -hmm. But my charity is long lasting. I... I don't have the cachet and I don't have the income right now to donate to this, but yeah. I will once I see that this charity is going to be something. Yeah, I would well, like that... to see what it turns into, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I need to see what this is going to be. Right now, I'm not really sure what this is. Yeah. So I really need to see what this charity is going to be because as it stands, I'm not really sure. And that is honestly... What everybody is saying. Well, this is this because this, this is the problem. They all know that Robin is a dilettante and she's not going to stick to anything. She never has. Howard has admitted they know Howard's the same way. She asked him not even long ago in a breakdown. Hey, are you still doing that inkwell stuff? You know, the diary, the journal writing is now I had enough yeah. of that. The penmanship. Like, penmanship. Yeah. This are you know, are you doing photography? No, that's in the shitter. Uh, are you doing uh, chess? Uh, I don't really play chess anymore. Everything these guys do is fucking, you know, they lose interest in no time, which is another reason why you could be reticent about being involved in some bullshit charity that you don't feel strongly about to begin with. It's not like this is a big long term passion project of Robin. It's the latest fad. She's into fad anything, charity, diets, race cars horses and like you don't hear when you don't hear about these things anymore it makes you think less of the person and makes you predict that you know that she's going to yo-yo she's going to get fat she's going to lose interest in this guy this charity and then why fucking bother so i feel like they are all throughout this whole conversation just petering around tiptoeing around just making the simple point listen we need to see where this goes because we don't have enough money to be donating and throwing out money to something where we don't even know what this is and what this is going to be in a few years. Or if it's going to be anything. Is it going to be Bear Stearns where you're going to say donate? Where you're going to say put your money into something and five days later it's not going to be something? I mean, really. Do you know what this is? That's, that's <laughs> seriously how shitty... I was thinking of an analogy that isn't going to get us in trouble, and I got it. You know Swarovski, the uh, crystal company? Of course. Right. I was thinking if you dropped a bowling ball on a, a table full of crystals and just let it run, like crush whatever it was in its way, 
the only thing you can do is wait for that bowling ball to fall off the table and then clean up the mess that's made at the end of it because that's what Robin is. She's this like unstoppable. You're not going to, you're not going to convince her to stop doing it. You're only going to have to, the only way to get around it is to do it, do the least bit of charity for her, shut her up and say, I did it. At least I did it. And that's the only way you can make her happy and get out of future, you know, touches from her. It's a, it's somebody who's, um, you know, it's like kids who announce they're going to, when they're on a play date and they're, proclamating we're going to do an art project or a craft and you're just yeah. like oh fuck <laughs> let's see how bad it gets and then just clean it up right yeah well the thing is uh, like richie on the in the interview we had with him he like they knew he was a greaser grifter from the start they all had the alert they all had the like the grifter radar and they also know robin and they know that she's gone through so many things but I find it telling that none of them could tell her because you can't tell her. She's a narcissist. She knows more than you. She knows more about charity. She's clearly doing more for charity than you. How dare you tell me what I'm doing wrong? And how dare you tell me that I'm not going to fuck this guy? I will eventually, you know, when right. we get to a certain point in this charity. And that's the other thing. Every single one of them is like, the only reason you're doing this charity is to get in this guy's fucking pants. And the second you realize you can't and then he fucks Anne Marie. It's over. <laughs> That's right. So one of the saddest things, guys. I I'm gonna. I can't wait to get into it because it is just what we're gonna we're gonna hurt our ribs laughing at it. The vegetation of Robin stuff and then the 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 just the abandoned Twitter channel, the old website, the um the you know the the book vegetation of Robin, which we're gonna do with with Benjamin parts of it anyway it's so sad but so funny because it's almost like a wasteland it's like one of those nickel towns in the you know the uh, old <laughs> mining towns in the midwest or whatever <laughs> the gold rush towns that are just abandoned <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's so sad you know what though it, it, even like the analogy with the kids art project if the kids are driven and the art is good and the crafts are fine and they are driven and will sell them, then yeah. fine. Robin yeah. is not those kids. Robin no. are the kids that like to buy the beads and the string and have no foresight for how to make things and sell them. And and here is the here's the ultimate kind of dick up the ass. If anybody the one thing that would make people donate at the very least, even if they thought of all these other things were true, she's trying to fuck Brendan Murphy and all this bullshit, and she's a narcissist. If they really thought she was a charitable person and this was a good charity, they would donate. They would donate their time and their money because they know it's dear to her. None of them think she cares a fucking shit about it. Buckwald could barely stomach going to one of them. No way. <laughs> That's the funny part. It's like, oh, Robin's into uh, she's into bead making. Oh, my God. She's 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 in that patchouli kick again. You know, like it's like a phase. Get rid of the bowler hats. Stop, you know, wearing scarves. Wiggy, I think I don't know if he's still wearing the scarves, but my God, these phases, these people. You know, she through. did. She did go through that ayahuasca phase. And it's so funny yeah. because you're supposed to get this awakening. Yeah. And she kind of did. Where I remember during it, she said that I think she said something along the lines of like uh, something along the it was it was along the lines of 
not self-involved. That's when I remember her revelation was not self-involved. It was her realizing that we are one of many sort of thing. And um, we're one of the collective. (laughs) Yeah, sort of sort of thing. And love and like love healing and um and it was sort of it was sort of (laughs) like a it it was an experience where i remember her sort of having her only moment of realizing of coming out of her the experience kind of had the revelation of her realizing that there's other people (laughs) and i was like oh that might be good except for the revelation died like the second she came out of it yeah, well, that's the following year, by the way, guys. I was wondering if maybe I was wrong and the ayahuasca, the Peru trip was this year. No, it's about April. I think it's the same time, but in 2011. And that's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole and other the episode. suffering and the suffering. There was a lot of she was like in all the people suffering and the yeah, people are suffering. Robin, yeah. congratulations. You're doing all this charity work, but you don't know the people suffer. OK, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because they have too many winter coats, Fillmore. <laughs> They're suffering. If they're listening to the show in 2021, they certainly are. These charities do. They get somebody to honor and they say to the person, all right, asshole, give us your Rolodex. We're honoring you. Your friends better fucking give some money. That's exactly how it goes. And I will tell you that, that it becomes for a lot of people, you honor somebody. And it becomes a lot less about the charity. And and, and by the way, the charity doesn't give a shit. More about ego. It becomes about ego. I, I, like I, we did a um, we honored Ron Delsner, I don't know, 10 years ago. Right. And um. He set the record for the most money we ever got for for um, because uh, 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 Ron's a nudge. Right. You know, he's probably like, listen. OK, let me play this one out, guys. That's my point. Yeah, that's what some but, people do. I'm not doing that. That became but Ron Delzner became the benchmark for like we would honor somebody else. Like, we're going to beat Ron Delzner's number. And it became more about beating his number right. than about doing something good. But it was great. But that's still for charity. That's still for but a that's charitable because cause. It is- doing something good because you're getting the money for the cause you dumb idiot and of course even in politics the fundraise the people who fundraise the most money that's the noticeable thing that's why they're the people who poll the most because they're the ones who get the most money yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's about it's about putting asses in seats. It's about in this particular case, instead of selling movie tickets, you're selling a charity. Do you buy the charity? And if people more they donate, it's more successful. It's like a blockbuster charity. But at the end of the day, if the charity is about enriching people's lives and saving lives, even then it doesn't matter. There's no then there, then the ego doesn't it fades away. Then all of a sudden you don't see that person's ego. All you see is the good that was done as a result of the funds being raised. That's why I love grassroots movements so much yeah. is because you see like real people and you see single dollar donations of like people who really believe in something, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. think that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Great for the charity. Yeah. But yeah, but we, we've had people say, yeah, but Robin, aren't you worried you won't raise enough money? Like where they'll say, boy, Robin was a stiff. No, uh, because I'm agree. not going to do that. That's not what I'm all about. 
But they do it anyway. They get a hold of you. They phones. they're not making solicitations on the phone. They're not <clears> calling <throat> you. They don't. There's nobody sitting around saying, "All right, we we're going to call ten people a day and and make sure they know how they get that Ross's we're put number." Them on the sp- <laughs> okay, let me play this one through, guys. But they didn't call Ross. Well, how they get how do you get an invite? I told you, I had them. I said you can send invitations to people, oh. but there will be no strong arming. Well, there's, they can't strong arm. The, 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 in, the imposition is to receive the invite. The strong arming comes from you, Robin, who tell people, oh, you're getting this. Oh, did you get this? And you're expected to come. And they all feel clearly they've all felt strong armed by you because they're, this is going around. Listen, this is a clear case of a rock and a hard place for Robin. She's. Yeah. She's just, there's no, you're, this is clear strong arming. And she, she knows what the implication is from what she's doing, but yet she's trying to vocalize this in a way where it's no, no, that's not what's happening. Are you, this is the biggest gaslighting bullshit ever. It is. Do you remember the art gallery show where she was telling people, you don't have to donate anything. It's just there to for awareness. But meanwhile, yeah, we're she just was saying that we didn't get... Yeah, we're just going to admire a bunch of copies of yeah, Jackson but she, Pollock but or she whatever. Yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't. She got pissed off when certain people didn't donate. So she, she was both ways. You didn't have to donate, but fuck you for not donating. Hello, hello Howard Quivers. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You can't you exactly know what you're doing. This is mass gaslighting NPD manipulation on every level. I mean, I have to agree with Robin in the sense that usually if there were strong arming, it would be followed up. I've seen it where people have followed up on me with a bunch of phone calls. Oh yeah. You buy a table, you buy a table. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I just got, I got to tell you something. I just got hit up for a donation. Somebody said, I, you know, I don't know what people think I make. Gary, can you finish one sentence before you have to start three other ones? Jeez, I hate when he gets flustered and does this. I'm guilty of this myself, and I try to curb it as much as I can. And my wife really tries to help me with it as well. But when he does it, it's like panic, panic. And so he's doing his best to skate on, uh, you know, he's like walk on thin ice and uh, not sink. But Jesus, listen to him. That's just fear, man. Or what they think I have. But somebody just asked me for um, (laughs) $10,000. Bowie don't have a pot to piss in. I'm like, I'm still finishing, you know, Jackson's college fund. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, right. I don't yeah. know, he's going to normal. You better get a charity together for that kid to go to college. <laughs> and that's even more disturbing if if you tie it into our Marbles episode, which I think is 78 or so, unfortunately not 79, 79 or 72, that he doesn't have money for his kid's college and he's getting hit up for charity. $10,000? Yeah, that's a lot I mean, of money for a guy like Barry. For anybody, but that's... That's a, a lot like of Gary. money for anybody. Yeah. That's a lot of money for anybody. I mean, my daughter goes to private school. I save, but I'm saving for private high school, which I'm assuming is going to be more than 10,000 a year. So I've been saving since kindergarten. I mean, it's so if anybody hit me up for $10,000, I would be fucking like, are are you serious? Never. Yeah. Well, $10,000. Yeah, well, th- this this is the thing, though. The perception for most people must be, even at this point, that Bowie's making over a million a year. 
and that 10,000 should be nothing. They don't understand that he's making six figures, maybe mid six figures, which is still a lot of money, but the way he lives, not quite enough money. Um, maybe everybody should get an acorn account. You put $5 a week away. It really adds up. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas is going to community college. He doesn't know it yet. Exactly. Or Lucas. Right. Lucas, you're not going to college. You'll have to work so we your brother can go to college. You'll have to sacrifice for Jackson, and then Jackson right. will take care of all of us. And Jack That's all right. Lucas will have a very lucrative DJing business. Jackson will pay for you. He's going to hit it big. What is this, the 40s? <laughs> a fucking DJ lasagna, whatever. I don't know. Put your hands that. up. <laughs> Let's hear it. MC Penne and DJ Lasagna. Wow. But 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 I get you know people will will follow. I've been in that position where you get an invitation and then you get a call. Yeah, but they're expecting from Rob. Like Robin's had donor lists put together before. Jason's had to compile them. I know that. And another one. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. But again, I do not do that kind of. I'm telling you, I've been on the board of charities. I know what these honorees do. I will not do that. Well, don't worry. I coughed up. <laughs> you tell these black kids they're going to be making movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie to be made. Howard Stern is making sure a movie is going to be made. <laughs> I hope there's some young Tyler Perry's out there. No, nice racist. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the second, the second clip from the day is only thirty six seconds long, guys. So here we go. Hey Howard, hey now, hey now. Here's a new sound bit fight for you. Robin Quivers, Negro woman from the north. Hmm? What does that mean? Kind of Oprah-ish, don't don't you think she's trying to be kind of like Oprah? Okay, now hold on for a sec. She's past Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah just gets people on the TV show and acts all concerned. Robin's out there in the field. She's what? Well. <laughs> you got to be careful with how you use that term, Howard. She went with the UN to Guatemala. Come on. I don't yeah, see Oprah she, doing that. <laughs> she was looking for a slipper. I, I, I got to be honest, Sandal. though. Oprah, Oprah's latest interviews with Meghan and Harry, uh, I'm not seeing her do too much concerning Oh. journalism lately so oh, Oprah's in another complete echelon fucking she, for, for sure for sure yeah, yeah. She's, she's really pushy I don't I, I don't know she's got very pushy too. you're pushy Robin I'm pushy yeah. uh, have I gotten to you yet what's your name okay so that's that guys now the next day takes us into Robin's honoring part one from uh, April 28th 2010 yeah well Robin had her big night last night that was nerve-wracking. Yeah, I heard your speech. It was good. It's nothing to goof on. I could play some of it, but it's kind of... It's nothing to goof on? It's not goofable. <laughs> it was, like, too normal. <laughs> He's so disappointed. <laughs> I'm a normal person. Mike, some of the people who were there said that you were a lot of I, I, me, me, but... I, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus, I'm surprised. <laughs> And it and the music hasn't even relinquished. No, you God, still hear. Rob shit! You could not wait to rag on that. Yeah, the best of toilet rumblings by Rob Zombie is still playing in the background. And yeah, you're right. When you still hear that fucking theme music, it's he. He's like, he wanted to talk about it hours before the show started. Oh my God! It is in the. F fucking frontal lobe yep me me but i listened to it i didn't think you 
I was hoping for something to goof on with your speech last night as you helped inner city children make $200,000 films. I heard the films they make are 200000 bucks. I heard. I'd love yeah, to know where this motherfuckers. came from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Shit on Robin right out the gate. <laughs> Call me the American pussy. <laughs> Call me the passive aggressive fuck. They get this is these are, are real films. It? Jaws or uh, they're Avatar. making Avatar. dramas, but they have to write and wow. rewrite. Uh, they have to shoot and reshoot. They have to have sets. They hire real actors sometimes. My vein. <laughs> what's the kid? What's the kid's name? Frankie De Niro. <laughs> Where is Robin's press secretary when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> we made three films at six hundred thousand dollars, and um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> these are real films. Yeah, Gary was telling me a little about the evening. He he said I was right though. He walked in. Oh, he's funny. And right away, he said he met like five black kids. They weren't all black. Yeah, he said no, they were all black. no, no. He's he... <laughs> what difference does it make? It's what always got to be brought up to color. They, always. They. I met five black kids. They weren't black. Can you imagine if you went through the rest of your life just? talking about some person's color when you're explaining yes, a story i went to starbucks what i went to starbucks what do you think we live in in 2021 have you watched the news lately <laughs> i don't know I'm so well yes but not certain i read the news i don't watch it um they uh <laughs> imagine going to starbucks yeah the black barista handed it off to the puerto rican uh you know manager and they handed it to the white coffee dishwasher you know like what the fuck like Everything is everything race. This guy's fucking when he has to speak. Why does race always have to be first out of the gate? Why? I guess he's ahead of the times. I keep guess. going. I All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> he must be racist, like that writer, that, <laughs> that <laughs> emailer. <laughs> Look, I I saw those kids. They weren't all black. That's true. One of them was Latino, Howard. Okay. Two. So what happened? Two of the winners. You walked in, and. You were surrounded by the black kids who were. There filming. weren't even that many kids there. There weren't that many kids. There. I walked in and they said, "Would you take a photograph?" And I said, "Sure." So they said that they were winners of past winners. Oh, winners of past winners. Okay, Gary, you also get the fucking seventy-nine award. And um, they were very nice, Howard. Very nice kids. So I said, uh, um, "You know what's your name?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm the the Cleveland winner." And I said, "Oh, what's your movie about?" She goes, "Oh, my movie's about." Um, a 17-year-old girl who gets pregnant and she can't decide whether to keep the baby. The boyfriend's fighting over. I'm like, oh. Then I said the next one, um, how are you? And she goes, uh, I'm the New York winner. I go, oh, what's your movie about? And she said, uh, my movie's about a boy who's been abused his whole life. And I was like, wow. Feel good movies. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you, you think is going to come out of you know inner city kids? Uh, life experience. So what do you think they're going to write about? Fucking Maleficent 3? Jesus. Well, he, Howard should know he grew up in Roosevelt. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he, he, he made money doing three-card Monty. They had a really hard line. Really yeah. Making movies about their experiences. This is where they come from. <laughs> we get it. It's kind of depressing. No one makes any fantasy. 
movies. Yeah. No Avatar. So, yeah. Nope. Wait. <laughs> Private you didn't parts. Make a fantasy about <laughs> getting beat up on <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. Avatar. <laughs> animation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for them. Well, uh, Gary said he saw an amazing moment. Some kid got up and spoke. About Mr. Chestnut. <laughs> and uh, the movie was you got stuffed into a garbage can and beat up. Mr. Chestnut didn't save you. It was a real <laughs> was tragedy. It, was it his attempt at making Oscar the Grouch movie? <laughs> well, I guess they introduce you or something or... I don't know, did some sort of poetry. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the first speaker of the evening. His name was Chris. And then uh, my agent, who I know doesn't do this a lot. Did you know about this? He, yeah, uh, I saw it. He went over and gave him his card. Well, they were, see, he was sitting, you know, they had one of these went past winners at a couple of different tables. Yeah. I like how he says my agent instead of our agent. Who the fuck is Chris? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the kid who did poetry. <laughs> up on the mic um, and one of and chris was sitting next to don and when he came back don immediately pulled out the card yeah <laughs> yeah don liked him yeah and he doesn't like so you know he's pretty discerning these were amazing young people wow well i'm glad I <laughs> buckwell was scoping out the next generation of talent <laughs> oh god i got to see if chris got in the buckwald agency <laughs> I donated. You were uh, mentioned. I heard I was. You thanked. must have uh, given some kind of hefty contribution. Because I was right up there with some of the. Oh my God! One of the first to be mentioned. Goddamn right! I was like wow. Well, what am I going to do? You're being honored. I couldn't be a that stiff. That was. I don't know the dollar amount, but I don't have to pay my fucking employees, but I will give to this bullshit charity. Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa, that must have been some contribution. First of all, she called me as soon as the check came. Right. Well, look. <laughs> and then she said, Robin, we have our trip to Napa all sorted now. Um, yes, you are hiding the secrets from that. Um, remember the time when uh, Ralph put condoms on the list? Yep. And Thank uh, you. The shaving in the backyard? and um, <laughs> The grooming. Yes, that uh, that time. That you were so adamant uh, against Allison for most of my 90s career. And Prom the fact that Beth is definitely my wife and I'm married and straight. Yeah, and Beth, it's bang o'clock. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> every, time every minute is bang o'clock. Ding! Dominantly. <laughs> I felt pressure, and also I knew it was a good cause. I want to see more kids making films. You can make fun all you want. There <laughs> was a girl there who said she had never been outside of her little neighborhood in the Bronx. Neither have I. The first time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Except it's not the Bronx, it's the Hamptons now. Listen, they both have things in common. Yeah, exactly. It's great. She Find commonality. Can you do a movie about a guy it's who about, locks his family out of a limo? It's about bridging gaps, Fillmore. Exactly. Or uh, Brooklyn. And the first time she came to one of the Scenarios USA events, she said it was the first time I'd ever been to a gala. And I, quite frankly, I didn't even know what a gala was. Welcome it to the club. really opened her eyes and opened up her life. Oh, because everybody should know what a gala is it's very important in life to know what a gala is fuck you you shouldn't know how to grow food or balance a checkbook or know what an ira is or a savings account or the stock market but a gala yeah yes let's break it's yes. got a priority straight yes
Unbelievable. She was a winner and a past winner, and she was there to introduce me, and just a lovely young lady. Hey, you know, as somebody who has sequestered himself for many years, <laughs> I've barely been anywhere, too. You tell her that. Yeah, but you're locked up in a mansion. No, not always. <laughs> it wasn't always like that. Well, you you got out of that mansion, too, to go find one. Right. Just remind people of that. <laughs> so anyway... Um, Robin had her triumphant event. <laughs> She's right, though. He locked himself up when he was with Allison, and now he's locking himself up when now he's with Beth. He goes from and vault to vault. <laughs> and did you see in the latest article he's remodeling the Florida mansion? Yes. Uh, I think he's adding, like, some kind of fucking gay nightclub, or I don't know. What's what's he adding? Stairs? Mm -hmm. Fun. Stairs. Okay, like someone said, they're probably going to make a studio. Well, they already have a studio. They just put a fucking microphone in. For, I have a studio. It's called a desk with a computer and a microphone. <laughs> I just picture like if you ever seen the '90s Casper movie. Uh, oh, that was, was that was Christina Ricci. Yeah, that was like half animation, but then yeah, it was it was it was a combination. Like cool I just picture him going down. You know, <laughs> you know. I never the, saw it. Up it. Okay. I know the film, but okay. You have to play the YouTube video for this segment. The up okay. and Adam chair. He gets up and there's this invention where you get okay. up in the morning. His dad okay. was an inventor. The up and right. Adam chair. You get up in the morning and you get in the chair and you go down this set of this set of things where you have to get to to get to your job. So okay. you get up and you sit in the chair and they shave you, they shower you, they clothe okay. you, they put on your bow tie, they do all these things. Okay, like a and conveyor I picture, belt. I just picture that's what they're putting in his house, the up and at him chair. Tail hour and uh, Richie Notar and Jane were there, Ross and Melissa, and then um, Jim McClure, uh, Brad Driver, David Height. Um, wow, all star cast. Tim Sabian, Look at this. John Buckwald, Gary Delabate. In other words, every fucking coworker I have. <laughs> well, she's she's listing the elite, yeah. but really, it is I think more important the people that came that aren't the elite because mm -hmm. that's more of the people that are making the sacrifice. Yeah, sure. I have your speech, but it's not really funny. It's like not goofable. Because you kind of sounded good and you didn't bore everyone that much. <laughs> that much. That much. I mean, listen, <laughs> it's got to be a little boring. <laughs> nobody wanted to sit there and listen to a speech anyway, but you did a good job. So, <laughs> unfortunately for the show. Here, I'll get back to that real quick so people can hear that. And then I got to play a really funny phone call that Sal and Richard did. Okay. It's six minutes long. It's almost like they're Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> this is their Gandhi. It's a tradio call and it's really funny. I mean, this was back when you actually remembered that they were on the show and they actually had a voice. This is pre-Wilding pre when it became about Wilding's asshole and his cock. Yeah, I forgot. 
<laughs> I think they've forgotten too. Yeah, this is this is I don't know if this is uh, before or after he started doing little big meals in little places, Sal, uh, that YouTube channel. Actually, I thought he was kind of funny when his dude he has his dad on. I, some of that's kind of kind of cute. No fat there to cut. But first, here's Robin at her triumphant event last night as she was honored. It's nerve wracking getting an award, having people pay that much attention to you. Oh, you love it. No, it was a nightmare. First, here's Robin's intro by a, a, a young lady, I guess a film, a filmmaker lady. Yes, young a kid. lady. She's 20 years old. Her name's Felicia, and she's wonderful. Yeah, she spoke very well. Okay, so here we go. But made Robin sound like she was a saint. <laughs> Listen to this. Tonight's honoree, Robin Quivers, has transformed what she's been given into opportunities for young women around the world. With a successful career in the media after a humble start, she's made giving back her number one priority. She's rallied her girlfriends to raise money for the Sudanese refugee camp. She's a board member of the Child Abuse Prevention Program. She's appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> we know all about that. What? <laughs> listen to this fucking... Listen to this Easter egg basket of bullshit. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like... She's a part of the abuse. She's a part of the this. And then she appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> Could you make <laughs> any more non sequiturs? Well, this is probably written for you. But this is exactly like when Don Rickles used to say, look, he's a wonderful actor. Ask him. And um, it's like she wrote this for the girl to, to read. I, I, I mean, it sounds like someone read the Wikipedia bullshit. Uh, Wikipedia, page of, Wikipedia page of bullshit uh, for her Wait. purposes. When were they Sudanese? This the 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 problem. The thing is, she had and, and Gary alluded to this. He said there's just too many charities. I don't know which one she's a part of anymore. I don't know what she's. What's you the and main I have charity? studied this forever. I've never heard about the Sudanese. No, I haven't either. E Eritrea was one that was mentioned. Um, obviously, this trip Guatemalans. to uh, Guatemala. Yeah, of course. And then the the Mima, and then we've done you know the other one. The uh, what's the kitchen called? Uh, scenarios yeah. is one. What was the one? Somebody's kitchen. Sylvia's kitchen. Sylvia's kitchen. Yeah. And like there, we've seen a whole bunch of them. But again, isn't this more indicative of the fact that you have all these charities? Why don't you focus on one and really put all that effort into one? Maybe she should have put it into Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm most impressed with that, honestly. <laughs> and raise scholarship money for the seed schools. She's a dedicated supporter of the Girl Fund, which advocates educating and uplifting girls in countries where they're often undervalued and exploited. And Man, yeah, sounds like you're and, a regular Trudy. It actually got in trouble for exploiting and human trafficking, but okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Styler. <laughs> no, she's only saving the brain folks. Right, you're saving everybody. <laughs> do you think you're spreading yourself too thin? There's too much no, of you going on? No, too much work to do. I see. I have to. You're not done yet. No. Right. Squivers co-founded her own nonprofit organization, the 15 Foundation, with a mission to make the art of giving back a fun process in which anyone can give. When what? I first met... What? Like, that's the explanation you've written for this person to explain what your charity's about? Vagaries, vagaries, and more vagaries. <laughs> giving. We'll teach you how to give like giving is given, never given. And uh, when you give, you'll feel heavy, you'll give, and then we'll give on to other people and everybody will feel gotten. They'll give, more they'll get giving. what you give. Exactly.
guy. I'm all gov. Robin, I was <laughs> well, I'm all paralyzed, gov. and now I walk. Uh, I'm a curious and ambitious, and of course, I want to succeed. But like Miss Quivers, I want to use my success to benefit others. She's a role model, an inspiration for me. So she wow, a lot of pressure there. <laughs> role model. I guess That's what I'm part of the I guess she wasn't a part of the Sally Jesse Raphael audience. <laughs> No, probably not. And she, uh, don't forget about the uh, little sister, big sister program. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're a real, real good person. What can I say? You're turning into like this whole thing. Listen to that funny. You're turning into. Weird, too. Because if she was a part of the little sister program, then, you know, that minimal capability that she had to hold, which is, you know, such a minimal standard. <laughs> Robin couldn't hold it, so she lost her ability to be a big sister. She ditched. She ditched the little sister. She <laughs> lost a boob, a boob job. She lost the title of big sister. What a loser! Yeah, well, I mean, I looked up the, I think it was the Vancouver chapter because that's what came up actually, and it did say that the minimum is a year. You're supposed to be a big sister for or big brother for a minimum of a year. They're looking for a firm commitment from people. Right. But there's like, you know, a certain amount of time you're supposed to put in. But the minimum quality of time you're supposed to put in is not that crazy. No, it isn't, actually. And the, the, yeah, the commitment is not massive. It's, it's just it's it's steady, but it's not the it's not undoable by by any stretch. No. Not if you don't have children of your own and you have exactly. a radio job that's set in stone and you have the whole afternoon and evening off. Pretty much. That you could actually sleep at any point during the day and make up that time, you know. Oh, and by the way, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, even know how to describe it. Like a saint. No, just a person. That's no. what it's all about. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this new you. What's to make? It's the same me. No, it's a whole new level. It's like it started out with that Big Brother, Big Sister program, and now all of a sudden. That you failed. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, now you're into coffee enemas. You're <laughs> a health freak. I heard they serve filet mignon. That was another thing. What, what's that got to do with me? Well. Ralph was, <laughs> they served me tofu. And so Ralph was sitting at the table and he said oh that tofu is horrible there you okay. go <laughs> it's the worst thing you can do because it's over processed and i said and you're eating that he says oh at least this was running around at some point i say no it wasn't <laughs> then he says well your tofu does this and i said well your beef is full of hormones <laughs> You know, we had this. Oh. this is a, one reason why this is just another reason <sighs> to remind you guys why we hated Robin during this time, because she was being such a preachy fucking haughty bitch to people yeah, about preening. Yeah. And then <laughs> bullshit. 20, Ten years later, admit you were eating when you got when you finished with your cancer treatment that you would have, you know, not have had without Beth and Howard. Um, the reason the reason why I know this is because of this preening. The reason why I know this is because of this preening, because I looked this shit up because it bothered me so much to look up. Well, how do you make tofu? What mm -hmm. goes into this? She was being a, a fucking uh, a preachy 
preachy cunt at the time. And this was the real shit because she was before the cancer. Um, she was, you know, being a bitch to Tim Sabian and other people that Scott, Scott, the engineer who was losing weight normally just by cutting portions and exercising. And she was shitting on him, which, you know, fuck her. But then around the time of the, uh, the cancer treatments, I can, I can absolutely tell you with, with a hundred percent certainty that she was blowing up, uh, because of, well, most likely there were some steroids involved, but the pills that she was taking to uh, to help her deal with chemo treatments would have caused a bit of bloating as well. But then she admitted tw- ten years, uh, eight years after the fact, she was eating meat during that time when she was yeah. preaching this all vegan diet, which is incredible and just why wasn't that why wasn't that fucking publicized? You, you, the person who wrote this book is a fraud. Just like they did with that guy. Was it Three Cups of Tea, the, the bullshit book that Oprah was getting promoting with the book club? Right. It's unbelievable. But it's like the hypocrisy yeah. for some people like Howard, like her. It just it doesn't matter. It just flies no. in the face. Like some hypocrisy is OK. Like we yes. can. These people can get away with hypocrisy and I don't mm-hmm. understand it. But some people get canceled. Yep. I don't get the selective hypocrisy. No. I would like it to be either equal or no. Or yeah, get rid of it completely. Yeah, I would like to get rid of it completely. Yeah. Or if, or if people are going to be hypocritical, let's call out the hypocrisy, have it out in public, and then move on. Absolutely. Or let the person admit that they made a mistake, if they feel it was a mistake, and if they feel legitimately like you know I I didn't mean to do that, and forgive them, and then move on. If you can't right. forgive them, well, that's that's your prerogative, of course, and that's your choice, but allow people to have made mistakes in their life and own up to them. He's never owned up to shit and neither is she. Crazy food. Right, you're sitting there eating ready to throw up. I know. I was like, why did he bring this up? Because I had to keep going back at him. The big fun at your event last night, I understand that the table was just everyone looking at Tim's belly and trying to sort of behind his back figure out how much weight he had gained since he'd lost his oh, weight. That was at the other table. That was yeah. at the boys' table. I was like, ooh, where's Tracy? It's an all boys' table. Yeah, right. <laughs> this, this is contextual because Tracy had released that episode, The Happy Hour, where she fucked on Gary the whole time and Scott, the engineer a little bit and that's why Tracy's name's coming up Tracy Millman <laughs> and uh, uh, by the way that was the other faux pas you didn't invite Tracy I didn't invite anyone I yes, you did. no 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 you no, did. no, no. You, you did you did invite people and by the way Tracy you didn't invite she's the office manager and she's the one who gave in that rundown speech when she gave the honest truth was that the office was run like unorganized shit unorganized club. shit and it was a boys club so mm-hmm. she gave the honest truth and she gave the honest rundown about how disorganized was so maybe we don't need the marcy edict and we don't no. need the whole getting things done shit but we did need some sort of organization in that fucking department because things were run like a boys club where nobody knew who was talking to who and nobody knew where things were going for yeah and yeah. where and who to talk to and where to go from and things were fucking disorganized so she gave her fucking two cents and guess what robin you're a fucking liar you did invite people you said you sent invitations so stop your fucking lying mouth and here you go go right ahead yeah i love that tracy rundown we may have to do an episode about that by the way because it was one of my favorite parts of the show she's one of my favorite people in the whole world i would i would love and you this one's for you tracy i'm I'm still in contact with her one day we'll get her on the show asian right 
What are you talking about? I only gave invitations to three or four people. Oh. Did you invite Amory? Did I invite her? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> you have to ask the question to buy yourself some time. <laughs> I thought you said you weren't inviting people. Yeah. You just said you didn't invite people. Did I invite Amory? Yes. I thought you said you weren't inviting people. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just stick your foot in your mouth, bitch? Is Keep there, going. <laughs> imagine uh, Injustice for All and uh, Sam is Al Pacino's character, but there's a mic drop in the middle of the uh, court, court summation. <laughs> I love it. And did you invite, who was the other one? Uh, oh. our, our other sister, Kathy Tobin. Kathy was Tobin. But she, was Robin didn't have anything to do with that. No, that was, uh, Laura brought her. You're, uh, oh. Oh, Laura was Administrative, there? Administrative uh, executive assistant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, don't call Laura a wrong title. What, uh... She was invited by Jeff Schick. Jeff Schick had a table. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, so Jeff Schick had a table because I invited him, but I didn't invite anybody else. Right? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Got that. Check, check, check. Okay. Well, good. that's that's funny though. Every one of Howard's tutors and or handlers is there, but not Howard. Let's mm -hmm. keep going. Langford's running around doing, you know, with Langford was there recording Robin, but he's just looking for a story anywhere. So <laughs> I saw him interviewing first. I think he was interviewing uh, Anne Marie and Kathy about me. To see if there was a story there about whether I'm a shitty boss. Right. As a general Based role. on yesterday's right. and show. Then, and then I think the other story he was trying to go was like. Answer, yes. Why are you here? But Tracy isn't here. <laughs> uh, one word, guys. Sporkle. Somebody that was says, a good angle. Somebody said somebody over to me. Uh, Jason came over to me and he goes, Laura wants you to know Langford's doing the story. I was like, listen, man, it's fucking eight o'clock at night. Let him do whatever story do whatever, he wants. Yeah, we'll deal with it in the morning. Uh, so, the, they, so the big fun was guessing Tim's weight gain. Well, the funny thing about Tim is, you know, yeah, we were we were driving down in the car and we were trying to figure out how much he gained because he said on the wrap up show that he lost sixty, but gained back seventeen. Okay, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna let this one play out because there's only a minute left. Uh, but we think that's a lot. So I said that means he lost. 40 and gained back 25. Right. Because <laughs> you always pad on your hand. You just do. You do. So at the table, right, so, every, yeah, go ahead. So so the waiter comes by and he goes, uh, hey, we're going to be serving dinner in a little while. Please sit down. We're, you know, uh, we're having filet mignon. So everyone's like, oh, filet mignon. So Tim goes, uh, oh, my God, do you have any um, chicken or fish? And the guy goes, uh, no, just filet mignon. He goes, are you a vegetarian? Okay, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do this game with Robin because... Shortly after, um, Robin just ballooned incredibly. I mean, she was like wearing a girdle on talk shows and oh, pretending gosh. that she wasn't ballooning out of control. So were they playing the same game? Let's guess what Robin was weighing in the car and have and have Steve Langford out there guessing. One of the worst things I think you could do as a celebrity is actually try to endorse some kind of weight loss thing, knowing that you can't maintain, knowing inherently, if you have the self-awareness, that you cannot maintain any kind of reasonable health any stretch of time. If you're sick, something happens, you're bound in a wheelchair, that's a different story. But what I'm talking about is... The the yo she and Oprah have that in common. Oprah used to yo yo like fucking crazy, and then sold all kinds of magazines and shit, and and you know articles were written, and everybody was eating it up. And what I did to lose weight, then she put it all fucking back, and yet you have no credibility at that point. For for Robin to have the gall to not say to to say yeah, release the cookbook of this picture from three years ago, you know the covers it's... from three years, and then promote it weighing twice the weight. <laughs> I've never and, seen and anything like that. And eating burgers. Yeah.
I've never known the gall. I've never known in my life anybody that that and, galling. And then going on Hamptons, you can see her going yes. to Hamptons events, fat as shit. You see her at the Joan Rivers funeral. Saying, she looked oh, like vegan. She was going to some vegan event in the Hamptons in the summer. And I'll even send you the clip and we can post it. And she was oh, yeah. like, oh, yes, vegan saved my life. And she's yeah. heavy. Yes. She she gained a bunch of weight. Like she slowly started gaining the weight back after the marathon anyway. Like from two, late 2010 onwards, she just spirals out of control after the Brendan thing. And uh, she oh, looks at need, the end. At the end, she looks like a fucking these, monolith. <laughs> but yeah, sure. We need Steve Langford and let's guess. Yeah. Carrie and Tim goes. Yeah, so they brought Tim this tofu thing, but it was funny because we know how much Tim loves steak. Right. Even Tim's assistant goes, Tim loves steak. Right. And they, you know, they plopped it down and it looked great, but you know, Tim took like two bites of the tofu. He didn't even it. like it. Well, I, you know, he he didn't eat a lot. How much you want to bet Tim went out to eat after Robin's event? I, I guarantee it. I, I even heard Ross and Richie Notar talking about maybe we'll go to Nobu later, and Tim. Okay, so here we go. Loves Nobu. Right. He had to have got. There's no way he could have been satisfied <laughs> with what he ate. Right. So he was having a hard time at the event. I don't know. He's having. A, he's getting big again, and he has to fill up. I don't know if he was having a hard time, but <laughs> I don't. I, I, I didn't. He didn't Poor clear. Tim. He didn't clear his plate of tofu. <laughs> Poor Tim had to fucking endure that shit. I would have just said for the night, fuck the tofu. I'm gonna have this. But anyway, um, guys, we can't play the rest of it. Uh, we will continue that with the next episode. Uh, Sam, anything before we sign off? Um, Robin's full of shit, and uh, I love continuing pointing this out every single time. I guys, mean, it just never ends. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for all the new listeners. Any Pepinos jumping on board, please, we welcome you with open arms and open cucumbers. We love the Pepinos. Yes, Pepino Nation, please join us. And uh, check us out on Patreon as well. Just recently is uh, released, not recently at the time, This, whenever this comes out, I'm not sure. But we're going to have had, uh, by the end of the year, uh, more interviews that are not available on YouTube that are going on our Patreon and extra stuff from Carrie, Ra, uh, sorry, Bob, Bob D at Chicago, Bob, uh, Deborah, and James Santiago, our newest addition to the uh, QF Patreon family. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing great. If you weren't a boxer, what would you be doing? <laughs> to <lie to> somebody. <laughs> do, you, do you think there should be random drug testing for athletes? Yeah, my most athletes are more clean anyway. They just, they just go to a, a head thing. They go into they to make everything clean. So, yeah, I should. <laughs> Can't believe he went into boxing. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.